everything one and all thank you for joining us in the episode number 14 of sre practitioner series i'm your host suresh gp i'm happy to have today steven township a developer advocate at uh, sre at squad up joining us all the way from new zealand thank you uh, steven for joining us today with our viewers to share your real world insights on the world of site alert engineering Well, thanks for having me. It's really good to be here. Awesome. Now, before we kind of get started, I know that you know there's a lot of things that you do. Um, to give us a little bit of a background about uh, your interest and what really made you um, click towards the site alert engineering aspect. Yeah. So I did uh, performance testing and engineering for 13 years, and well, there were a number of things and that happened. But one is an opportunity came up. Internally in the organisation I worked in, there was a new SRE incubator team, and I thought that sounds fun. But for a while in performance testing engineering, I'd felt a little bit pigeonholed into just running load tests and only working in the delivery space, sure. not having any access chance to work in production. So for me, SRE was a way to sort of broaden the scope of the work that I do and hopefully have a, a bigger impact on the organisation. Awesome. So let's get started off. Our first question for us today for the viewers is like, you have seen SRE in practice. So we want to look at what are the, some of the key challenges facing real world organizations when they go about implementing SRE. I mean, some people say that SRE is a new wine in a uh, you know old bottle. Uh, but then, what what is the reality? You know, let's let's get into some reality strike. We are not Google's of the world. We don't have massive systems to do that. We still run in uh monolithic applications is it still relevant and what what kind of challenges have you seen in real world i think the first thing is if you an organization who feels like they need sre probably has an issue with priority at the moment yeah. they're probably funding and prioritizing new shiny things you know new engagements capital expenditure projects rather than investing in operations and improvement work and taking what we already have and making it work better Right, so that's 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 um really challenging in that context. Yeah. So unless that priority changes, then SRE is going to be a side project at best. Correct, and it also means that sometimes people are going to be um we don't have dedicated resources of SRE. Do you see that happening? They have to do multitasking. Is that still happening in most of the organizations? They don't have a dedicated SRE. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that SRE is necessarily a role. It can be. Sure. It's more about mindset and concepts and as long as you are working towards more reliable services and making operational work more effective that's SRE really yeah and in terms of uh, we focus on people talk about focusing on outcomes is it actually being delivered with SLOs today uh, do you think that um, SLOs are becoming the magic wand as organizations move from sla to slo that outcomes are being achieved uh, where are we in that journey? slos in particular i i'm probably going to get a lot of flack for for my opinions on slos so i think that slos are great in theory right great in concept but they're the kind of thing that have a lot of prerequisites to work well mm. so for example slos for anyone who's not particularly familiar the idea that you you set some objectives or your reliability with a customer right. focus like right. we want the service to be this available right. or to perform to respond this quickly for these customers to build their reliability into the way that you work right and the whole point of SLOs is that you have an error budget 
Right. So if you say this service is going to be 99% available, you have 1% of time to have outages. And right. if you're not using that time, then you're kind of defeating the purpose of SLOs because it's meant to be time to take risks, to push, to push things, you know, right. experiment. You know, if you're not using that time, then SLOs aren't being used effectively. So that's in most organizations, they get as far as defining SLOs, but there's no error budget and no consequences for breaking the error budget. So that's a complete waste of time. Sure. I will say having to try and implement SLOs myself is extraordinarily difficult unless you have a simplified decoupled architecture, you have streamlined teams who have ownership of a complete service end to end, you have funding and interest and priority, you have business and technology and uh, product and, and leadership all you know, together on the same page. That it's very challenging to do uh, without all those things, all those pieces in place. In, in terms of um, uh, the context of moving towards SRE, the world is actually still um, having two views of the arch, right? Uh, one end, you're looking at immutable infrastructures, moving towards being serverless. Uh, so what would you suggest for organizations which are just stepping on the journey? Uh, they still have a lot of legacy in place. They're very aspirational to do SRE. So what would be your advice for people who still have a lot more on the, on the, on the monolithic applications and legacy applications still in place? It's still, it's still SRE relevant for them. Yes. I think before, just before I talk about that, there's, there's a couple more things which are challenging for organizations in the real world that I just want to quickly mention. Sure. So first of all, uh, culture. So if you've got a culture of blame, if it's, there's no sort of safety to take risks and experiment, then SRE is bound to fail. If there's a them and us culture where everyone's blaming each other and there's, not working, there's no working together, that's going to make it really hard. Right. If you have a situation with really complex coupled architecture where lots of different, you've got 10 different teams who service one customer interaction, that makes SRE extra difficult, possible, but very hard. Right. So there's those things. And there's a misconception that if you have older technology, like physical servers or mainframes or VMs, that it doesn't fit the hip new buzzwords and standards and it's not cloud native, then you can't do SRE, but that's not true. So kind of flowing onto what you just asked, I think that the first thing to do is to come to a, an agreement on what you mean by SRE. Right. Because it means different things to different people. Right. So make, it, make a definition that works for your unique context in your organization, right? Yeah. My definition, as I kind of alluded to, is if you're working to improve reliability and the effectiveness of operational work and how you do that, I mean, that, that's what SRE is to me. Sure. And how you do that will depend on your unique context, but it, will probably involve some culture change, some process change, maybe adjusting your structure of your teams and leveraging technology to simplify and automate. That's SRE, right? And you can do that in mainframes or with physical servers. You don't have to have containers or serverless or immutable infrastructure, you know? And then, in fact, the other uh, question comes up is, can we do SRE without DevOps in place? We don't have pipelines. We really want to do SRE or vice versa. So uh, the tussle between the DevOps and the SRE world still exists. I mean, it's kind of fighting for the 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 bigger uh, ballot share. So, what what is your take on DevOps team, SRE teams? How how does it play out? That's interesting. The, the way that, that was worded because people say that you say the word DevOps, and I hear it being used to describe pipelines, essentially automation of deployments and um, creation of resources and that kind of thing. And that's not. I mean, that's just for me. That's not what DevOps is. DevOps okay. and SRE are essentially the same concepts just applied right. in different ways right it's like sre is just devops with a focus on production 
That, right. That's my and operations. That's my view. So right. I don't think they compete at all. They are the same area of work, just slightly different focuses. Sure. That's my view anyway. Right. And in terms of, uh, particularly in the Asia-Pacific market that we see site-to-left engineering, I see a lot more adoption from uh, banking and financial services. So is that a particular industry that is getting pushed hard on implementing SRE or is it kind of cross domains, cross verticals that you see being implemented at, at uh, workplace? Actually seen that so much myself. I'd seen it more with tech product companies sure. in New Zealand anyway. Right. I'd heard before that banking and company organizations which are heavily regulated and they have a lot of you know, adversity for risk are right. interested in SRE because they want you know, to check all the boxes and have really reliable platforms. And, and the other one is bigger part that's coming around is on the observability space, right? I mean, a lot of people now think that observability is the new shiny toy. We have talked a lot about monitoring. Let's, let's step the game and move into observability. What's your take on some of the prerequisites, do's and don'ts from an observability standpoint? So uh, first of all, observability is just, it's just a buzzword as well in a way, <laughs> but I do like it. I think I like the word, you know, the ability to observe what is internally happening within your technology systems uh, and also being able to verify individual customers and what their experience is and is and that and that kind of thing and trace that through. Right. That's great. I think observability really is about distributed tracing at this point. Correct. Which anecdotally I've heard from a guest of my own podcast that something like one percent of organizations have implemented. Yet everyone in the observability space is working very hard in the open telemetry project and in other products to set up distributed tracing. Correct. So it's 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 not a solved problem. Most organizations don't have the ability to understand what is happening internally in their very complex technology systems, uh, regardless of how they change them. That sure. just isn't true. So we talk about, oh, we've got, we've got it all because we bought this product. Well, no, you probably don't. But right. you know, let's dig into that a bit further. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and in terms of the other big thing is on chaos engineering, right? I mean, what one time that we had Netflix go through chaos engineering, and now a lot of companies and uh, are looking at various other tools to implement chaos engineering. So is that a kind of a, a way that you would advise who should do chaos engineering or is it something like a experimentation, have fun with that? What, what is your take on the chaos engineering adoption? In this? Is, it not, is it not an area of expertise for me? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I would say that don't try and do chaos engineering until the, the culture's right. right. <laughs> if you don't have things in a place where it's it's okay to fail or you have right. a certain level of some sort of preparation for it. Otherwise, if you're just purposely trying to bring systems down and no one's ready for it, there's no time for them to deal with it anyway. Right. And no chance to actually remediate it and set up something to make it better in the future. Well, what's the point? Right. Absolutely. So a final thought is in terms of, in an SRE, what should we avoid? I mean, what are some of the things that we need to be aware so that we don't fall into a trap? Uh, when it comes to uh, you know implementing site relapse engineering as a concept uh, within the organization and, and, and across the organization, uh, a small one to start with: don't just rebrand your existing operations and call it SRE to try and attract new talent, or mm. you know without actually changing anything about it. That's just it's kind of just not helpful. The second thing is don't take the Google SRE book and what Google and Facebook do literally. Don't try and copy them. You're not going to get any great outcomes. You have to figure out what works for your unique context. There's no other way. 
if you are working towards and achieving more reliable services, your operations team are happier and more effective, then in my opinion, you are doing SRE. It doesn't matter how you do it. Right? Right. Also, avoid uh, any, you know, all the other buzzwords and what other companies are doing. Don't try and mimic anyone else. Just yeah. focus on your unique context. And also, don't try and do SRE too early or too late. Okay. So what I mean by that is if you're a startup and you are just trying to figure out, trying to get a, the right product fit for the market, then that's what it's about. It's about building the right product. If you right. try and push too hard to build the product right and get all the quality and the reliability going, you're just taking investment and in, in time away at the wrong time when you really need to be first of all that in the product first, right? But at the same time, when the scale comes, you need to flip, flip the button, flip the switch sure. and build the reliability at the right time. And if you wait too late, you've built up a bunch of tech debt. There's going to be burning incidents happening all the time. Awesome. That's a great point. So your closing comments on uh, if someone is willing or looking forward to making a career in SRE, what would you advise? Is it good, bad? Is it going to be promising for the next five years? I'm looking at whether I have jobs for the next five to 10 years as an SRE. I think it's, it's, a, it's a good industry. There's plenty of future. Be careful who you join and, and listen to how they talk about SRE. If they don't talk about the culture part of it and improvement work and having the space and time to actually make a difference, then that's a red flag. And I would say if you want to just have a, have a, a go at SRE in your organization, here's my advice would be just pick a service which is important to your organization a service or a value stream, whatever it is, benchmark its current reliability. And it's amazing. Most organizations won't know what it is. And when I say reliability, I mean, how available is it? What are the error rates? How saturated are the resources? Uh, how, what's the latency or response time? How many incidents are you having? How often are you deploying? Sure. And what volume of traffic is on it? Once you know these things, you will uncover lots of opportunities and lots of pain points to work on. And that's SRE. Thank you so much, um, Stephen, for your valuable insight today at our SRE Practitioner Series. Uh, viewers, I hope you would love, you had a great session from Stephen. Stephen, if someone wants to reach out to you, uh, post this one. What's the best way to reach out to you? Um, Stephen Townsend, uh, Stephen with a PH Townsend with an SH on LinkedIn right. or, or on Twitter. I am the underscore Kiwi underscore SRE. Right. So he's, 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 he's covered a niche, uh, niche on the Kiwi SRE is Stephen Townshend. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And I hope that our viewers getting, are getting motivated every day to become the world-class SREs. And I look forward to seeing you all in our next episode of SRE Practitioner Series. Until then, keep watching and post on your comments for the future episodes for us to take you uh, beyond. Thank you so much.